I guess I should ditch my gum. One sec. I'm still <laughs> drinking a Coke. I might have some burps. I know. That, I know fine. the kids love that gum and burps. I'm ready. People love it. That's what people tune in for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Certainly not parenting advice. I turn in for the gum. <laughs> I like the burps. You're wrong. It's the burps that are best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, burps. I'm John Moltz, and I'm I'm Team Gum. I think. I'm Lex Friedman. I like gum and soda, but not the burps. I'm John Armstrong. All of the above. No, actually, I like it all. All of it. Welcome to the pro burping, pro gum episode of Turning This Car Around. It's pro. Uh, I li- if anybody burps in my house, at mm-hmm. least one of my kid will um, one of my kids will immediately stare at you and wait demandingly mm-hmm. until you say excuse me. So yeah. now you know. Yeah, Don't think you that. can sneak a burp pap, uh, sneak a burp past in this house. You cannot. Oh, hold on. H- that Hank thing. is Hank is Hank. I think Hank considers it license for him to burp. Uh, yeah, a bit more, more likely. Just all in. Now I know Lex, you don't like iced tea. You think iced tea is? I believe you said it's bullshit. Yes, I love hot tea, but I don't do iced tea. That's right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're wrong. But um, and one of the reasons that you're wrong is that that iced tea is one of the ways that we found um to get Hank to to like lay off like trying to get soda into his body all the time. <laughs> Mm. Interesting. So we have found, you know, you can get a variety of iced teas, and he likes uh, iced jasmine, and uh, and so we bought a bunch of iced jasmine tea. And so does now every time I every time I pick him up from school, I bring some iced jasmine tea, and he has some iced jasmine tea, and he's quite happy. And what's scoring big points? This is to get him off soda because of soda's sugar, or because of soda's caffeine, or what? Or the chemicals uh, and diet not soda? The ca- it's, it's less, it's, some of it's the caffeine, but I mean, there's caffeine in the tea, obviously. Um, but it, it's, it's, a, it's the chemicals in the, in the corn syrup. Got it. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. Uh, good caffeine. Tea is good caffeine. Yes. Tea is good caffeine. That should be the tea, the tea industry mm-hmm. logo. Should be. Or, you know, sp- or uh, you know, phrase, whatever. I think that's one I of my favorite I'm, things. I'm not in advertising. Sure. No, that's fine. It's, it's, it's okay. <laughs> You have good ideas, John. And that's what matters. <laughs> I'm an ideas guy. You're, great. You're all about ideas, and that's great. <laughs> would you say that this jasmine beverage suits him to a tea? Just asking. <laughs> I would. Um, and uh, he has the he has the mug um, that has uh, Lionel Richie on it that says, "Is it tea you're looking for?" Mm, <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Karen bought him that. Um, that's nice funny for something. <laughs> I, I, I just. Does he pity people who don't like it enough that he um, calls mm, himself Mister mm, T? Mm, 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 <laughs> no, mm. <laughs> I don't think he knows who Mister T is. <laughs> and that's a shame. Why, kids, <laughs> we've lost a generation. I see the kids today not knowing who Mister T is. I just want to shake them. I pity the fool. <laughs> that's is that. I don't racist? know who Mister T is. I mean, now I have to ask that now because I know. I'm woke, so I can't. I think you are allowed to do impressions of Mr. T because you're allowed oh, to do impressions so. of anybody. Yeah. You have to be able to do Mr. T wants you to do impressions of him. Well, we're, we're all he saying stays, this from our He stays in the zeitgeist. You know, white privileged situation. True. I, just, I want to be fair. Be sensitive. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I am tr- truthfully, not comedically, but truthfully trying to be woke. It's not easy. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, I have a question. <laughs> I'm John Moltz. Uh, mm-hmm. We did that. No, we did. It was good. <laughs> uh, have any of you taken your children to see Blade Runner? 
the new version? <laughs> <laughs> that was the question I had. No, <laughs> no. Strangely enough, no. Every year around plans? this time, we talk about we talk about the idea of seeing scary movies, and then we never do it. Yeah, um, because he likes to talk about seeing scary movies, and then when it comes down to it, he's kind of like, "Yeah." <laughs> mm-hmm. Is he one of those kids so, you got to push a little bit? Like once you get out, it's fine, but it's getting him out. Because I have a couple um, of those. well, we wouldn't. I, I don't think the movies that we would go see would be out. He does, you know. I've explained before. He doesn't like the movie theater experience mm-hmm. very much, and right. he very rarely wants to go. Um, <laughs> but uh, but he watches come to he my watches stuff at home, um, and. You know, I've considered like amping it up a little bit, mm. um, because I think uh, I don't know, like uh, like The Shining. Yeah, oh, that's a good God. one. Yeah, that's a yeah, good my one. kids are not ready for that one yet. I, yeah, I think I'm not I told the story on the show. But... I showed uh, Anya wanted to see the movie The Haunted Mansion, which is a very bad movie, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh, starring Eddie Murphy. And like while we were watching it in the basement, starring Eddie Murphy. Yes. yes. He's in that movie. Yes. yes, he's he is the star of that movie. But mm-hmm. as we were watching it, I was I was trying to scare her on occasion, and eventually she's like, "Stop!" Like she 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 <laughs> drops all pretense of being tolerant of me being me, and she's like, "No, no, stop!" And I was like, "I get it." Uh, and then I only scared her one more time after that. But <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I'm doing the show notes, and I type I start typing in the haunted mansion, and I guess I I got it. I I, I oh I see I, I I misspelled it. That's why. But I I. <laughs> I put an M A N A and it's suggested Manalpin. Mm. Which is where you live, right? Yes, I live in a haunted mansion. Uh the <laughs> But um, to, you can bleep that or just it's, no, it's fine. It doesn't matter. It's fine. But it was uh it was uh anyway, uh, my kids are not really ready for scary movies. Um they just uh, like Anya will handle some scares, but the other two will not. I but no, I I don't think they're Blade Runner ready either. I'm going to take them to no. see it in the theater. I think that's, that's the one I'm going to take them for. <laughs> they got to start somewhere. Yeah. Like if you're going to rip the bandaid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the haunted mansion guys. Just so you know, it's got the in front, mm. uh, 34 meta score, 4.9 rating on, on uh, IMDb. <laughs> just, uh, now, now the ride, the haunted mansion. It's delightful. Yeah, it's delightful. Yeah, it's oh, and yeah, I, I have explained. Kitschy. I think I have told the story before, though, that Hank jumped off. <laughs> yeah, I remember that story. Yeah, and yeah. I had to run after him. I mean, not in the middle, but like as, as we were getting on, like on that conveyor belt thing. Nope, changed his mind. Just not going to do it. Can't. Not going to do it. Yeah, which I found found very surprising because um, yeah, it's not that bad. No, but it, he he was getting a bad vibe. So when I was when I first went on that, I was five, and uh, it was a trip. But when I took Lita, she was so like the whole ride. I think I've talked about this too before. That the whole ride thing was like she she was not down with the rides at all at first. Anything anything in the dark, not down with that at all. And I had to explain to her how rides work. Haunted Mansion, that took about 20 minutes of it's going to be okay. And then once we did it, she wanted to do it like again and again and again. It was mm. kind of awesome. <laughs> do you know that some people um, scatter their loved ones' ashes inside the Haunted Mansion and it's a problem? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. That's not if right. you Google the Haunted Mansion, if you read a lot of shit about that man, 
That place is scarier than you know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So when you you know when you get excited when you because the ghosts you start breathing things in you're you're breathing in people. And I mean, what I also find enjoyable is that they um they deck out the haunted mansion more around Halloween, and I'm like, isn't it already themed? Like, oh no, no. Yeah. it's Nightmare Before Christmas. It's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. It's scary to me as a Jew because I don't understand the Christmas stuff. <laughs> You know what else is nice I'm about sure, October? I'm sure though? growing up in America, it's really di- really difficult to grasp. Yeah, do, do, yeah. you've never start seen, saying you've never seen any of the again, peanut though. specials or anything. Yeah, yeah the, the war on Christmas is over and Trump won, so it's fine. <laughs> um, but you know what else is nice about October, though? What's that? This October, our friends Blue Apron are celebrating their fifth anniversary by bringing back their top twenty recipes from the, throughout the past five years, as picked by you the Blue Apron community. Your favorite Blue Apron recipes are back on the menu for a limited time only. Blue Apron is all about giving people fresh recipes to explore as they learn to cook new dish after new dish, which is why, and many people don't realize this, they don't repeat recipes within a single calendar year. That's what makes this limited time offer so exciting. Try out Blue Apron's all-time customer favorites by going to blueapron.com slash turning. All right, I have been sent Blue Apron meals numerous times. Every time I've cooked it, first of all, I've never messed one up. The instructions are good enough that even a dum-dum like me can make them. And then the food that I've eaten has been great. And I'm a picky, crappy eater. And I don't like many things in terms of food. I like many things. I'm a good person. Anyway, I'm picky with my food. And I've liked every single thing that I have made with Blue Apron. Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. You can customize the recipes each week, thank God, based on your preferences. Blue Apron has several delivery options so you can choose what fits your needs. And there's no weekly commitment. So you only get deliveries when you want them. Each meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card, true, and pre-portioned ingredients. Post-portioned ingredients are much grosser. And each meal can be prepared in 40 minutes or fewer. <laughs> Check out this week's menu and get $30 off your first meal with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash turning. You will love how good it feels and tastes and smells and looks, I'm guessing, to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. It's blueapron.com slash turning. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Nice. That's the other nice thing about October. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Uh, speaking of the Haunted Mansion, I, did we talk about this? I think maybe we did, but uh, I'm going to say it again anyway. Uh, when I was a kid, I had the Haunted Mansion album. Yeah, that had all the music and like, and like a backstory for like the whole thing. Like the the woman, the, you know the the, bride oh, the woman who kills all the husbands. And- yeah, whatever. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. So, uh, and I don't, th- I I must have. No, I don't know if I went. And- we went to we went to uh, Disneyland when I was young, and I don't remember hardly. I mean, I really remember practically nothing. So I don't remember if I went into the haunted mansion then. Um, but I had that album, so I assume that I probably did, because I don't think I would have. I love the song on that ride, the grim grinning, yeah, grim great. grinning ghost song. Love that song. Yeah, yeah, it's a great, it's one, it's just such a great ride. So I don't know. Was, I mean, uh, mm. what? So what's the what's the so the scare is the scariest movie your kids have seen? The Haunted Mansion. Uh, <laughs> Only I scary, saw that. No. scary bad. Beverly Hills Chihuahua too. That's the scariest. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's pretty scary. That's frightening me right now. As it should. I, Anya and I watched. A dog's purpose. A dog's purpose. Oh yeah, right. I bet you. Cry. I bet that was scary. 
I cried. Liam came down about half an hour in and he's like, I'm going to watch it too. I'm like, there's some stuff. Cause I, you know, I always go to common sense media whom I love to see yes. if it's a movie's appropriate to show Trusted my resource. kids or not. Very and, good. and I don't even go to their website. I just Google common sense media movie title and you go right to the page. It's good. Their, their SEO is on point friends. But, mm-hmm. uh, Liam came down and there were a couple times when he was scared out of his mind. I'm like, dude, you don't have to watch this. Like I didn't, I was watching this with Anya. I didn't think it was good for you. And he's like, I want to. And he was like jumping and he's like, I want to watch. I want to see what happens. And he did to his credit. He watched the whole thing and he like, he said he liked it. I think he did. But when stuff was scary, Liam was out of his mind. And I, I saw he came down shortly before spoiler alert. The dog died for the first time because the dog gets reincarnated over and over that's again. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not a spoiler. Like, that's, that's in the trailer. It's in yeah. the, yeah, it's in the trailer. And I'm like, dude, just so everybody knows. Anya and Liam, this dog is about to be dead, and it's fine because he's gonna like it's gonna happen. So let's just be prepared. This dog is. Dying. It's okay. The dog is a Buddhist. By the way, if as you're listening, you're like, I can't believe Lex saw that movie. There was that big scandal with the dog who they were torturing and the thing. After I watched the movie, because there was a uh, like a TMZ had a clip before the movie came out, like a week before it came out, that showed them like forcing a dog in the water, and the dog clearly didn't want to, and it was animal. Oh, jeez. Oh, if you do the research on this whole thing. It was all bullshit. It was like falsely edited. The ASPCA was, of course, on set um, the whole time. They're like, that's not what happened. Somebody edited this together. Like, there was that. They're showing footage from the day the dog didn't want to go in. And so we didn't put the dog in. Then they cut to the day we did put the dog in when he was ready to do it. Uh, so mm-hmm. all the dogs were fine. So just shut up, you jerks. <laughs> okay. How corny is it? The movie? Oh, it's very corny. I had read the book first, and I liked the book, so I liked the movie too. But okay. it's it's emotionally manipulative, and like you're gonna weep. It's good. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wept. Mm-hmm. I wept. Okay. Jesus I, and Lex both wept. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, that's very helpful. Um, huh. I've got that in my notes. Uh, uh, when I went to see Blade Runner, uh, Sans Children, <laughs> did you um, cry? I did almost. <laughs> and here, get ready for this. This is how messed up my fatherhood life is there's a trailer for a film called ready player one and i'm talking about this because john and i haven't done a a, a trailer <laughs> trash in months it's on hiatus mm-hmm. uh there is a movie coming out called ready player one which is a great book like i almost a young adult book i would say but um if you were in the a, a child of the 80s or came of age in the 80s at all or have any kind of 80s anything it's a, a it's a great book and spielberg's directing the movie and the book is full of 80s references so the trailer which is a brilliant trailer basically it's about virtual reality and the, and the virtual reality is full of like so it's set way in the future and the, this one dude is obsessed with the 80s so everything he does like in when he goes into virtual space he drives the delorean from back to the future and when they battle each other they become like like freddy krueger's there and iron giants there it's just awesome and i got i got a little bit like a little lump in the throat a, bit, a little bit of dust in the air when i saw freddy krueger get sliced in half <laughs> this is a very oh, that's a very polarizing book i will say a lot of people think it's really crappy <laughs> i have not read it you know what i read it and i, yeah. I and i have to i have to do this because it was it was right during the divorce it was like during oh, the yeah, I, okay. I actually i think th- this divorce is real i think it's actually th- my little fantasy life of maybe she you know maybe we're gonna work it out is nope and so it was in that time when i was realizing that ah, my life was really changing for the reels and i read that book and um my yeah. favorite video game which john you and i share tempest from the 80s oh right? yeah right yeah that features heavily in the oh. book I want to say okay. I loved the book. 
I I can't remember it at all, but I read it and loved it. It had multiple They Might Be Giants references, which spoke to me, and mm-hmm. like lots of 80s things, which for me was like childhood, but I liked right. it a lot. Right. Yeah. And uh, I saw the hate. I, I, I always judge my book appreciation against Scott McNulty because he's read every book I've ever read, <laughs> and um, he did not like it, I think. But what I liked is that it was clearly pandering, but it was pandering to me and nobody ever panders yeah, to me. Yeah. So I was, totally, I was That's, fine with it. I was there for exactly that. Exactly. Right. Like hmm. everything that Pander they're talking away. about, it's like, it's nerd heaven. I mean, I don't think it's Uber nerd heaven though. There's like, <laughs> no, it's more lift. <laughs> nude heaven. Like, well, no, no, Scott, <laughs> exactly. Scott McNulty is like alpha nerd, like Syracuse, like, like all those incomparable, incomparable people. Those people are hardcore alpha nerds. <laughs> Like I would, n- I'd be never want to go up against them in any kind of a nerd anything, with the exception of defending Blade Runner Final Cut. I will do that to my dying day. Um, <laughs> however, which is the only version. What's the, okay, watch. what's the difference in the Final Cut? Is the final does the Final Cut? I have that's the one I have, and I I haven't actually watched it in a few years, but I can't so I can't remember which one it is because I've seen like eight of them. Does that Blu-ray? have a voiceover or not? Does it? No, voiceover's gone. They fixed okay. all the the special and the the really terrible special effects flubs like stunt woman's face showing up on uh, joanna cassidy as she gets you know she falls oh yeah they yeah. fixed that um there was some audio problems like there was some out of sync stuff and so they got harrison ford's son who was the same age he harrison was when they did the movie and they, they filmed him his mouth only saying the words <laughs> and then they <laughs> composited that in. it's the blu-ray is amazing because it shows you all this stuff that they did and okay. they remastered it. It's gorgeous on Blu-ray too, and hmm. the soundtrack. Oh, the feels! Oh God! <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That movie. It's and I'm I'm going to say this here because I I don't know where else to say it. <laughs> you cannot overstate the amazing role that the soundtrack plays in Blade, the original Blade Runner. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that is yeah. a that is one of the best soundtracks of all time. Period. That scene where he, he plays the piano and then he walks out onto the. Uh... Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Um, Maybe I should see these movies. I don't know. It's amazing. Um, I'm I willing. About that. I mean, I think about that all the time, frankly. Um, and so, and I saw I saw Blade Runner for the first time in Japan. Um, was it dubbed was or really, subtitled? It was. Um, or neither. It was subtitled in Japanese. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember if it was that. No, I don't think it was that movie. There was another movie. Uh, the name of which I can't remember, but there was another movie it was set, set in South America. And, um, there's a, like this guy's kid gets taken by this indigenous tribe and raised by this indigenous tribe down there. And uh, he goes and looks for him. And there's a lot of it that's done in the language of the indigenous tribe. <laughs> and mm. that was all subtitled in Japanese. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, that's okay, a little tricky. I'm not getting a lot of this. <laughs> there. Was that so, the Klaus Kinski movie? Uh, I don't know. Caravaggio or whatever, like the insane. Um, ah, shit. Uh, Vano Hotzog movie. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. I, I, I have so two stories that relate more. to this. My, you know, my sister moved to Israel, and she obviously grew up in the U.S. And they show many, many American movies there, and she always loves when it's subtitled because then she can just watch the movie in her native tongue and like hear the actors in their native voices. But many times they're subtitled, or they're they're overdubbed instead. <laughs> yeah now she has to do a little bit of extra brain work because you know i mean her hebrew is excellent as you would expect from somebody who's lived there for so long but she has to do the kind of translation in real time in her head and yeah. it's like that's not tom hanks's voice so she right. always prefers the right. subtitles um when dan morton and i watched all these star wars movies 
um, one of the Star Wars movies we watched had had all of its subtitles removed, including like the subtitles for when they were speaking in alien languages that are supposed to be <laughs> subtitled. Oops. And I didn't know until after the fact. I thought, oh, like they, you're just supposed to figure out what they're talking about. And it was fine. I'll tell you, I can't remember which one it was. It genuinely did not affect my ability to enjoy the film. But they was like, yeah, I'm really sorry because uh, there should have been subtitles there and there weren't because this was like a restoration print and they had just taken them out, whatever. And yeah. it was funny oh, so because you I had no the, idea. The, whatever those cuts were the, or the, the good ones. Yes. Yes. Yeah. For, for at least for some of them. But it was, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, anyway, my kids have not yet watched a movie with lots of subtitles and I'm curious how much they will hate it. Cause I feel like a lot of Americans hate watching any movie with subtitles. Like, we, Hank, we, we don't Hank watch always turns the subtitles movies. on. Yeah. He turns did. the subtitles on for everything. Um, so he just, I, I made the, my kids watch with English language subtitles when they were young, when we first started learning watch TV, when they were like two, because I, I had read that it helps you learn to read. So we made them do that for oh, a long yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine that's that's true. You know what else is true, John? <laughs> <laughs> often, often many of us are searching for last-minute gifts or we have an important life milestone to celebrate. And I've told our listeners this many weeks in a row now. You should look no further than Lily and Gray curated gift boxes at lilyandgray.com. Lily and Gray is here to do one thing, and that's make gifting simple. From big celebrations like weddings and births all the way to charity auction baskets, Lily Gray offers 11 unique gift boxes filled with handmade items and goodies from small businesses and artisans across the United States, and that's of America. Each one can be tailored to fit your needs, or if you're looking for something even more unique, they'll create a custom box just for you. Best of all, every Lily and Gray box, this is very nice, supports one of three partner charities, the March of Dimes, the Soldier's Project, and Wish Upon a Wedding, with 10% of proceeds from every single box being donated to one of those three. That means that in addition to supporting more than 10 small businesses across the country. Your purchase is also supporting some amazing causes. Lillian Gray calls this gifting joyfully. All right? You should give joyfully, people. Holiday season is quickly approaching. It's, I, listen, I know where you live. It's in the world, and there's Christmas decorations everywhere. They are selling Santa Clauses at my local supermarket. Holiday season is here. Let Lillian Gray take a few gifts off of your to-do list. Just visit lillyandgray.com. I'm going to spell all of it. L-I-L-Y-A-N-D-G-R-E-Y. Dot com and use the code TTCA at checkout to get 10% off any purchase. Thanks, lilyandgray.com. TTCA, 10% off any purchase. That's what else is true. <laughs> My new thing is referencing the segue again at the end of the, at the, end mm. of the ad. That's, uh, I think the uh, scariest the scariest movie that I remember Hank watching was um well his 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 worst reaction was uh Harry Potter and the um Goblet of Fire. When it got to the um the graveyard scene, um he was curled up in a ball on the couch. I was like, Wait, I'm sorry, for which movie? Stop? I didn't catch the like, movie. No, no, no. <laughs> which movie was this? Um, I didn't catch what he said. Harry Potter and the oh. Goblet of Fire. So it's the one where he gets he gets where he touches the goblet of fire, he gets teleported into the graveyard and they um try to kill him and Voldemort uh like emerges from like nice. soup. <laughs> like like humanity did. Um hmm, yeah, right. Anya and I have been reading for ages because it's been going very slowly, this Neil Gaiman book called The Graveyard Book. And hmm. It's a it's a, I mean, it's a great story, and we probably have about 
one fifth left. And it's scary at times. And whenever it's scary, I start reading it in my scariest voice. And like, I talk really quietly and I make her lean in. Mm-hmm. And then I jump out at her. And uh, my kids, I don't know why they love me, but they do. <laughs> and I, just, I just try to make it as horrible as possible. And then like, I'll wait till there's a real significant cliffhanger. I'm like, okay, time for bed. And she, she it's, I'm a shitty parent is what I'm trying to tell you. It's, <laughs> And often, and I do this to all three of my kids, I'm reading like the hero's name in this book is Bod. And I'm like, and I turn the page. And then Bod died. The end. And I do that almost every time we read it. Um, and it's never <laughs> true. I'm just making it up. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what it's like to be my kid. Now, you know, uh, you so got lucky. kind of a, yeah, you, you got a princess. You got like a uh, Peter Falk, uh, Princess Bride. <laughs> princess Bride. Bride. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, can't compare. They're kissing. You don't like the kissing. <laughs> I thought about the, the, the Princess Bride is back in theaters right now for like, I don't know, the 25th anniversary or something. And I thought about taking the kids to see it in the theater, but then I didn't. Good story. Mm. Constantly I, trying to roll your eye, your eye, your, your fake eye forward. <laughs> I he, have a, he had a glass eye. He had a glass eye. You know that? I, I, I did. I did not know. Know. Yeah. 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 And that was like one of the reasons why he was always putting his hand to his forehead. At least I, that's why I read that someplace. I don't know if that's actually true or not, but um, that he was because he was trying to make sure as i was Isn't the right point in the right direction uh um i never knew night. that about fred savage yeah right <laughs> he's done pretty well for himself you know yeah despite having one <laughs> the other night uh my girlfriend told this was like so she was she was in bed and i was going in to say good night to everybody and um she goes hey john do you know any uh like f- facts about disney that are kind of creepy and i'm like oh you mean the one where Walt Disney's head is frozen? <laughs> and that was uh, not apparently not the right thing to bring up at bedtime. But um, they didn't want to know. Uh, no, just the idea of a frozen head, I think, freaked him out, even though I think the mm-hmm. rumor technically is that he's entirely frozen cryogenically, yeah. which is yeah. not true, by the way. Not true. That's uh, what they want you to think. Sure. That's what, the, that's what they. Yeah. Well. <laughs> mm, I have firsthand experience. It's uh, a long story. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it there. Uh, I was investigating it. cryogenic freezing, and um, they explicitly stated that uh, they did not have Walt Disney's body anywhere near the facilities. <laughs> this is when I lived in LA. Mm. Yeah, I thought about huh. it. I thought, I thought, you know, if you freeze me, then you know, I don't have kids, so that's awesome, and. Like maybe maybe someone would want my, me to come back to life to give them children. That's what I thought. It wasn't I a very that. good thought. It wasn't good. It wasn't really thought out. It's fine. <laughs> Wouldn't it be easier just to freeze the sperm? I'm just mm. like it would. It would. But then then that gets kind of uh, th- there's some issues around that. I see. Yeah, it was mostly an emergency planning kind of situation. Like, mm-hmm, oh, what mm-hmm. if I died? Actually, it wasn't any of those things. I worked at a place that uh, handled the bereavement <laughs> and cremation and burial of people. Mm. And You did? Uh, it was a yeah. hospital. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> it was a mortuary. And mortuary. Oh, right, 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 right. I did their website. And um, it was... Oh, okay. It was... Uh, <laughs> As part of the orientation, you you got told a lot of interesting facts and figures and whatnot. And one of them was is that um, the Disney family has a 
secret locked outdoor place that's theirs and his ashes are scattered there so he's not frozen the end so i didn't need to scare the kids basically is what i'm saying <laughs> you didn't need so to I, th- so i had to tell him that and that freaked him out even more <laughs> you don't Wait, necessarily bought, need to they bought want property to, to what? Like they, the whole thing was like crazy for them because they haven't had that experience of having to scatter someone's ashes or knowing anyone who has passed. They haven't, they haven't had that. I think, uh, yeah, loss. They haven't had Me loss. Either. Mm. Not fun, John. Not. I know. Thing. That's what I hear. It can be yeah. beautiful. It can be beautiful, but not fun. <laughs> Did we lose Lex? Did he just decide? No, I just have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. He's just in complete depression right now. What I heard, well, I am too. What I I heard was some people like closing doors and walking around. And so I figured that. That's here. Uh, I think Karen came home and was up like right above us playing with the dog. (laughs) Oh, God. It didn't sound like that. So so that's good. So I could just cut that whole. There was definitely definitely some noise here. I knew a guy uh, a long time ago who uh, worked at a mortuary. Uh, his, that was his family business, like his parents, um, and so he had to help out at the mor- <laughs> the mortuary. Nice. And he and he was he was involved in like embalming and stuff. And uh, and he was one of the people who handled uh, Ferdinand Marcos's body when he. Um, oh my God! Came to the United, you know, was his dead wow. body was brought to the United States. What? So, yeah. I, was, I Where, think that's is that the way it happened, or he he um he was he was he uh, in here? exile, he right? Because he, he fled, exile. right? He, yeah, um, and this was in Hawaii, uh, so maybe he just died in Hawaii. I can't remember. Anyway, anyway, this guy handled Ferdinand Marcos's dead body. Wow, who hasn't though? Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, now I mean, yeah, because he's you know he's on display, and you can you can take selfies with him. Yeah, he died in Honolulu, Hawaii. Okay. But he was buried back in the Philippines. Oh, okay. So they had to, yeah, they had to embalm him to put him on a plane, I guess. Mm-hmm. He flew coach. <laughs> <laughs> Weekend at Ferdinand's. <laughs> if I were um, a former CEO of Microsoft, mm-hmm. I would want to be embalmed because, you know, he's Steve Ballmer. Ballmer, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. no. nope. I could be wrong about this. Not that one. Mm -mm. (laughs) I can't, I can't think of a word that, that sounds like developers. (laughs) That's about, that's about embalming. Embalming or or the mortuary. Actually, industry. Morticians, morticians, morticians. One of my, um, this is going to relate, I promise. One of my favorite fiction authors is this guy named Jonathan Tropper who writes contemporary humorous fiction. He also wrote the book that became the movie. Uh, this is where I leave you with Jason Bateman and Tina Fey. Uh, but I recently reread a book of his called book of Joe where it's, you know, it's adult folks going back to visit their parents and relive some of their childhood and whatnot. And, um, I'm telling you this story only because it deals a lot with death and Mm -hmm, thinking mm -hmm. about like what to do with people when they're dead and what you want to have happen. So I think, Let's all go around the horn and say, what do you want to have happen to your body <laughs> when you're dead? <laughs> Jews are not supposed to be cremated, but I have long maintained I want to be cremated. 
Um, because I think that cemeteries are weird. Uh, Also a waste, but Mm, like my, my parents come to the East coast rarely. And every time they're here, they go out of their way to go to Pennsylvania just so they can visit their parents' graves sites. And I feel like that's crazy because they're not really there. I mean, they were buried there, but like they're no closer to them there than anywhere else. You get it. And I feel like ashes that you could dispose of or keep eliminate that problem in either way. That's my take. Mm-hmm. I agree. Now you know. Um, so I want to be cremated and, and have my ashes spread on the Haunted Mansion ride. <laughs> <laughs> Which I only only just learned was an option. <laughs> I, I you know, that be, would be uh, the, see that would be the best thing because right because you'd be your ashes would be someplace that your family would want to go, mm, someplace great, uh, right? That would be fun too, right? It could also be kind of painful if you died in a painful way. So mm, then every time I go to the haunted mansion, <laughs> yeah, I'm reminded like of if you got caught death. in the gears at the at the haunted mansion, right? <laughs> That would be ironic, wouldn't it? <laughs> just scatter my ashes. I died here, but just scatter my ashes here. Anyway, it's fine. That's kind of what you're saying. I no, want my I, ashes cremated and mixed with John Moltz's, whether he has predeceased me or not. I specifically don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> so who do you good like luck, more? Good survivors? luck working those wells out. <laughs> so I, I, I actually went through this exercise when I worked at the at the mortuary because it was like... I, I, I mm. They sold, it was in LA, right? So they sold property and property was crazy expensive. And they, the cemetery was kind of smart in how they set it up because they, they had an endowment and all this stuff. And so when you bought into it, it covered in perpetuity, the grounds crew. And, um, you had to buy a certain kind of headstone and all this stuff like bronze and all the rest of it anyway. But they also had, uh, a mausoleum where, you could be cremated and have your ashes placed. So like, if you wanted to have a urn and have it shown in this place, you could, if you wanted to have a more private situation, you could do that. Um, PS Michael Jackson is, that's his deal. Um, but, uh, I think cremation is the way to go. And I would like my ashes divided among living loved ones who are interested in having my ashes. If they're not uh... interested, then I would have them scatter them. Uh, probably at some place like Zion National Park or somewhere kind of hippie and outdoorsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, we need a cremation sponsor on this show. Mm-hmm. Clearly, <laughs> I can't believe we don't have one already. I know. And like, and like if they're like, well, you guys have to use the product. I'll volunteer. <laughs> come on, uh, come on, death industry, get with it. And then give me a minute. My back hurts a lot right now. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I have never thought about where I'd want them scattered. I think I'd be like anywhere is fine although that's a lot of pressure on the people who have to figure out what no, to no, do. No. you need to have it all done up. yeah you gotta you gotta stay someplace yeah, yeah. okay you have any to beach any beach mm. i'm going with or ocean ocean nah. i want to be one with the ocean mm. Mm. Right. you're disapproving wait are you disapproving of my scattered ass no, i'm thinking about that i'm thinking about it okay i thought it was an mm of disapproval i apologize no 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 uh, mm, it'd be a shorter mm, and it'd be kind of a, mm, a little up on the end <laughs> okay mm, like all that. those sounds should be the episode title by the way if you can figure out <laughs> you're listening to the mm episode yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's stick yeah. marge simpson in there someplace <laughs> mm. oh me <laughs> i don't know about that <laughs> hey super cut super cut of marge <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm sure that exists somewhere. Oh, no, it does. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> of course you have. Of course it's great. You have. It's terrific. Marge is a so, treasure. So, uh, speaking of kids, um, my middle schoolers school is going to produce the kids. Lion King musical, by the way. And it's uh, the, 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 the middle school's in Utah. So the father I think you can do the math about that. Are they editing out some of the scarier stuff to make it a little more Mormon? Well, no, I don't, I don't know about that. I'm sure there's like a school approved version, but um, the, I'm thinking about the nationality representation. Mm. I know everyone's an animal, but typically that's an African themed story. And there's not a lot of African descendants in Utah. The um, especially not at that middle typically, school. Yes, I I hear what you're saying. It, this and maybe this is my own dumb bias talking. We'll just have to edit this all out. That's what we do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, it's all edited. This whole show is going to be the sound effects and done. You in the, the middle. You think about like like Hamilton. I have no mm-hmm. objection to the fact that they specifically are looking for non-white actors to play all the dead presidents. Um, and so I mean I. I uh, I, I don't mind it, right? If there's a show where it's supposed to be folks of African descent in certain roles and you don't have them available, like, I, I think it's okay. I th- you know what I mean? Like, I think it's okay. Because yes. yeah. they're acting. They're, sure. they're taking on the roles of the characters. I'm okay with okay. that. Okay. That's all. So, I mean, I, that's the thing is I, I, they're not going to technically be in any kind of a face because they're, they're animals. Oh, right. Right. That was in my initial concern. What is but, your concern? Well, that was my that was one of them. Oh, that, that was yeah. yeah, that yeah they no, would no. Be... I'm not okay with blackface. If that's what you're asking, yes, I'm coming out as strictly anti-blackface. Good. Me too. I hate to have well, controversial night, everybody. on the show. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I also think uh, women's rights are human rights. Just putting that out there. Mm-hmm. There's a sign outside my in in my house that says these things. I have to. What else is on there? Uh, no human is illegal. I believe that too. We have that sign. Oh, that's right. We've talked about this before. Yeah, this yeah. has come up before. Right. No, no, it's, it's important. We live in a time where I think it's important to restate our values. You wouldn't think you'd have to have that sign, but, we, mm-hmm, but it seemed like mm-hmm. maybe we did need to have that sign. No. You extra have to have that sign now. Yeah. Well, what I have found fascinating is that I, I definitely have friends and certainly family um, who are the kind of people you have to have that sign for, <laughs> and mm-hmm. no one ever says anything about it. It's interesting. Like, like it's do yeah. you feel smugly superior also when you have them over? Oh, I've spent my entire by life really slowly. <laughs> well, I've spent my know, entire I, life feeling smugly superior. So yes. Also, those those people don't tend to read that much. So <laughs> it's kind of a long sign. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> He's not they're, wrong. Re- they're reading the wrong things. That's the problem. That's what, that's the problem. They're <laughs> yeah, reading they're, the wrong things. They're watching is what they're doing. Yeah, there's that also. Certain channels. <clears throat> I want my ashes scattered in the mouth of my conservative relatives. That's Open your mouth. Nope, it's in the will. It's in the will. <laughs> it's in the, the wall. That's right. That's, no. that's, that's Final wishes. Works. It's what he wanted. Open it up. Let's go. Respect uh, the dead. <laughs> gotta respect the dead.